Hello, you're listening to Work From Home, a Lower Street podcast where we help you stay connected, productive and sane whilst working remotely. Today, we're talking to Isabel, a copywriter who works with us here at Lower Street. We talk about what copywriting actually entails, what sort of projects she's worked on, and if you can brute force, and if you can brute force creative work, or is it better to just go with the flow? So is it fair to categorise your job as copywriter? Is that what you call yourself? Yeah, most of the time. Writer is a bit of a broad term, so copywriting, but then sort of if you're copywriting kind of means sales copy, which I do do some of, but copywriter is the easier international term. Otherwise, if you say writer, people think maybe you're a journalist, maybe you're, you know, an author. And so what does, what does that actually look like? What's, what's the content of that job? So for me... What I offer and what I have offered over the past years is for small businesses, brands slash companies with with products, with products or services, encompassing all types of marketing copy. So obviously strict copywriting, sales pages, which uh, I think I've mentioned to Harry in the past is not necessarily my number one form of writing. I get a little bit nervous about uh, that super persuasive convincing people to buy something that not necessarily they don't necessarily need or want makes me feel a bit guilty depends what it is like if it's a really good product that genuinely will help someone they just don't know that they need it that's one thing but if you're kind of selling selling something rubbish not very not very good I used to feel that way working in sales for a long time I really I really like fought against working in sales and then you sort of quickly realize that actually so long as you're selling something that's genuinely good, people do need to be told that they need it. It's okay. Like you're not you're not hurting anyone by trying to convince someone to buy something. It's like I think where you should feel well, you should feel guilty. You person listening, no. Where where it can kind of cross the line for me is like when we're talking about kind of you know selling life insurance to old ladies or double glazing to to people that don't need it. Like that 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 gets really gross to me. But I think generally speaking, if you've got a genuinely valuable product and you are you can you know sell it compelling in a compelling way, then it shouldn't feel gross. But I do totally see where you're coming from because I used to feel the same way. Yeah. So I guess apart from that, I do I've done a lot of work with marketing marketing text, whether that's um, sort of always public facing, almost always public facing. So whether it is something simple like social media, web copy. I've specialised a lot in the wine industry, so there's a lot of kind of market presentations. Wine is a, obviously a highly competitive industry, and there's a push at the moment to, as in most industries, there's a push to sort of storytelling and to really getting a market differentiation, which is quite tricky when, let's take Italy as the example, you know, hundreds of thousands of family producers, they've all got the same story. I mean, every producer in Chianti it's the same story, like, you know, oh, the monks were making wine here in the, you know, the year 1000. And then our family came along and we believe in giving back to nature. And it's like, great, but also so does your neighbour and so do 200 other wineries within a 50 mile radius of you. So that's a big, that has been a big part of my work. So it's quite nebulous. Do you have like a typical day? I do now, because obviously I'm working for Lower Street www.lowestreet.co, four days a week. Prior to that, it was 
a lot more, more kind of fast and loose. I mean, structure-wise, I have my own self-imposed structure that I'm pretty strict with as to when I do and don't work. And it, it sort of impacted as well as, as to sounds very wishy-washy, like how you're feeling, which is, I don't mean like oh, I'm in a bad mood, I don't want to do anything, but working as a writer involves obviously writing, but a lot more than that. There's a lot of research that goes in, a lot of planning, structuring, and sort of smaller subsidiary activities. So if I sit down on a Tuesday and I'm trying to write and it's not working, you know, obviously if you haven't done good enough planning, that's your your fault and you should have done that and that'll make it easier but there's no point in sitting there for four hours and kind of trying to get you'll get 200 words out of yourself and it's just a waste of your time so it's being able to recognize that switch to another task and I could have done an amazing four hours of research during that time that's going to help me with another project so I try to be very aware of obviously deadlines are deadlines you need to do things for a certain time but if something if it's not a good writing moment for whatever reason literally can be just you can't concentrate on the topic at hand being able to switch to something else and make the most of your time I don't think I'm unique in that I think most writers would definitely say that they have kind of like a regular writing day an amazing writing day where you sit down and just like go through everything let's say that's like one in every 10 and then another one in every 10 where it just nothing goes right you can't think clearly you can't the piece isn't coming together. So make the most really of the of the moments where things are going well. No, I've felt exactly the same thing with the more creative end of what I do, like the audio drama stuff. Some days where you're trying to create something out of nothing and you've set the time aside and you're like raring to go. But just, I don't know, it feels like my retinas are detaching when I'm trying to look at the screen and manifest <laughs> whatever it is I'm trying to manifest. Yeah, it's hard. And sometimes as well, if you go through that the following day or two days later, you kind of click, You'll, something will click into place. I've, this happens to me a lot, that I'll be really preoccupied with something, really stressing, and I can't make it go right, and I'll just leave it, come back the next day, and it'll. it's like I've dreamt the answer in my sleep subconsciously, and I'm like, oh, I've got it, and it just, just works. I think we easily at working from home you sort of sat there maybe you don't have as much decompression time commute and all of that to really process things potentially it takes longer to kind of do that subconscious working through of an idea that's it for today's episode thanks for listening do you work remotely abroad or do you have an unusual remote job we'd love to hear from you email us wfh at lowerstreet.co it'd be great to get some of you guys on to talk on the podcast and remember to subscribe for new content every week day <laughs>